Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, today we are finally at number 10 of the Scary Time Success Manual deep dive into each of the strategies. And this one is one I think that people are really going to resonate with because it's about gratitude. Mm -hmm. So what you talk about here is forget about your complaints and focus on your gratitude. And given that so much has changed, let me put it this way, there's been a lot to complain about. or at least some people have found a lot to complain about in our current version of scary times. So talk about why is it so important to focus on gratitude instead of complaints? Why is this a critical skill and capability? There's a lot to be grateful for too. So the issue here, whether you complain or whether you are grateful is a choice. You're not compelled actually, Shannon, to do either. So I think complaining comes from that it's, somebody else's fault, what's happening. And that, you know, from a standpoint of event, if you're talking about events or circumstances, that might very well be true. But the real dividing point among people is really how you choose to respond to events which you didn't cause and events which are fundamentally out of your control throughout the Scary Time series, we're really talking about how you choose to respond to the world and makes all the difference in the world because other people are influenced by your response. So this is really the complaining. And I find that people who are grateful become kind of immune to other people's negativity. I've chosen to be immune to other people's negativity because You can only actually be responsible for yourself. Very true. It's interesting. I like how you talk about being immune to other people's negativity. And there's a lot of it out there right now. But you do seem to be someone who's immune, and you are someone who expresses your gratitude. So why is it important to protect yourself? Because some people have dived headfirst, as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) into the negativity and just are kind of wallowing in it. Yeah, well, feeling bad is bad. You know, I mean, I don't want to feel bad. And, you know, throughout my life, I've gone back to circumstances of my life were at the end of the Second World War. And so I've gone through lots of changes, you know, family life. And I was drafted into the military. I served in the military. And, you know, I've gone through a whole number of economic downturns. I've gone through you know, healthcare scares, you know, disease scares. I've had personal injuries. I've ended up in surgery, you know, and I've had personal setbacks, divorce, bankruptcy. And it may be, you know, it may be that once you get to a certain age, a lot of events outside of you just don't have the same kind of impact on you. But generally speaking, I think that the skill that I've developed most is just choosing my responses to outside events. So the moment that this current one happened, I said, oh, okay, time to put on another switch here, you know, to Mm -hmm. snap another switch. And now we, you know, we go into a mode in strategic coach in our company where the job of leadership is to actually be positive and to keep other people's confidence up and focus everybody on those things which can actually be achieved today and create a sense of high morale, high momentum, and motivation 
because those things can be chosen and those things can be implemented and they actually create their own force. So Mm -hmm. if you choose badly and you choose to complain, that creates a negative force. If you choose well, gratitude, I think, is the great mindset here. Mm -hmm. Dan, I also like how you talk about when you take the grateful or appreciative approach, you also attract into all areas of your life other individuals who are also making the same positive choice. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. So is it kind of like birds of a feather flock together? Very much. much. I think we have kind of a radio signal relationship with other people. And, you know, I think there's certain kinds of frequencies that are triggered and go out to other people and that either attracts them because they want to be near that energy or it, you know, pushes them off. And, you know, it's very, very interesting if you dig a little deeper, if you go to parking garages, for example, they've learned that if you play classical music in parking garages, especially Baroque music, so a certain period of European history, Bach, Telemann, Vivaldi, Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you play that kind of music, people with criminal intent, people who want to cause trouble, are repulsed. They're repulsed. The police find that in areas where they don't want to pay the expense of patrolling them, they put loudspeakers in and they play Johann Sebastian Bach at nighttime, and the criminals can't stand it. They hate that kind of music because they're more into wrecking crew type of music tracks, you know. Well, if that's true, you know, just with music, I think that a mindset where you're grateful, you're appreciating the things around you is going to attract people who also have those thoughts. And I think it'll repulse people who say, well, you make me mad. You make me angry. And I said, well, no, that started quite a long time before you met me. (laughs) You know, I didn't make you anything. You're just choosing to feel negativity. Now, I'm taking into account, too, that people are constructed differently, you know, that we have different genes. I think the makeup of our brains, the makeup of our nervous systems are really different. And I mean, there's, I've read all sorts of articles that about 20% Uh, People are born with a predisposition to be pessimistic. Mm. Another 20% at the other end are predisposed to be optimistic. And, you know, gratefully, I would count myself among the optimistic. And I think you are too, Shannon. And I think someone who was negative wouldn't want to do the interview series on this topic. (laughs) You know, they wouldn't want to be part of this particular project. I think that's true. I mean, I find understanding myself a full-time job, so I don't have a lot of insight into how other people are constructed. But I can see the choices that I make, and I can see the choices that other people make. That's really what this is about. I appreciate that, Dan. And if it is 20% and 20% in terms of predisposed, there's 60% in the middle that, depending on the day, could probably choose to go, well, they may or may not be aware that it's a choice, but it is, you know, choose to pay attention to one or the other. And I think one of the things that's been true through this whole series is it is a choice. Your response is up to you. Circumstances may not be, but your response is up to you. 
you know, I'm very well aware of the mental health conversation about anxiety and depression and all that stuff going on. And I'm glad it's now cool to talk about. But one of the things that I really appreciate about the direction that you provide, it's like we have a choice about what we focus on and what we think about. Mm -hmm. And again, how we respond. And you have a line in our preparation here. But complaining only attracts negative thoughts and people. Negative people come together, reinforce each other, and continually attract others who are negative. Everything becomes an endless stew of fear, worry, anxiety, criticizing, and complaining. All of this just adds to the scary times. Perhaps this is even what caused it. And I think that's a really interesting perspective. And if we're not careful, we can participate in that stew, or we can go, hang on a second, what is there to be grateful for? And all of a sudden, you gratitude seems to me a much higher level thinking process than anxiety or fear or worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a topic I've, over the years, looked into, you know, psychologists and people who are now into neuroscience. You know, there's a whole group of scientists who say, you know, people think they have free will, but there is no free will. They have a logical explanation why you're just at the mercy of circumstances. But my belief is that it is what you believe it is, that if you believe you have free will, you do, and if you don't have free will, you don't, and uh, (laughs) that it's a choice. Because, first of all, free will really, really requires that you take a great deal of responsibility for yourself, Mm -hmm. that, that the decisions you make, the choices you make in life, that you're responsible for that. And people say, well, I don't think we can hold, you know, other people responsible for these things. And I said, yes, that's what your belief is. And so that's, that's kind of how you operate in the world. But, you know, I can sympathize with someone and I can help someone. But fundamentally, I still think they can choose to be 100% responsible for their life. So I always use the word choose here, because I think choice is totally unpredictable. I think that you can never, from the outside, say how another person will choose about anything. I think it's always a surprise. I think our choices are really something that is completely our own, and you can choose to choose or choose not to choose. (laughs) And that itself is a choice. Yeah, I like that. That's a choice, yeah. Right. So sometimes choices are really difficult because you're actually – not taking an easy way out, you're taking a hard way out. I think when negative things happen to make yourself responsible to yourself, I mean, you're responsible to yourself here, that just every day during these scary times when there's a lot of negativity out in the air, I'm just going to choose to be positive. I'm going to choose to be creative. Mm -hmm. The choice. I'm not asking anyone else to make that choice. It's just As far as I have an influence, that's the choice that I'm going to make. I love this conversation because it's very encouraging of someone to take full responsibility for themselves, their own internal state, how they're going to be regardless of circumstances. So it's a very internally motivated mindset to look at it that way. And one of the other things that we've talked about in this series is that, you know, entrepreneurs almost by definition, if they're going to be successful, have to take responsibility. No one else is going to do it for you. You've chosen to cross what we call the risk line into the results economy and no one's writing you a paycheck every two weeks. You have to create that for yourself. So, you know, entrepreneurism really encourages people to be responsible for themselves or maybe it's, you know, 
not sure which one comes first, but I think we see that a lot, that entrepreneurs are very, even if they get temporarily set back by the circumstances, they're very quick to pivot and to take responsibility and get creative and resourceful and figure out a new way to create value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the other thing is it makes you calm. You know, there's a Mm -hmm. calmness that comes along with it. One is that you're not requiring other people to do what you're doing. And I think that makes you okay with the world because you're granting to other people the right to choose or not choose. Like everyone I meet, I said, well, you don't have to choose to be responsible. (laughs) The very notion of a choice means that it's completely voluntary, you know. Mm. So I said, I just volunteer to go this way. But whatever you do, that's your way of handling the situation. I have found that, you know, if you really get good at choosing, that there's some big rewards for it. And they seem to grow as I get older. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can totally see that. Yeah. Dan, let's jump into some of the actions that you talk about in terms of how to kind of put this into motion, put this into action. And the first one you talk about is the power of appreciation. Let's talk yeah. about that for a moment. You know, the topic, if you go up and look at the strategy, it uses the word grateful. Mm -hmm. But there's an interesting thing about gratitude, and that is that it's often used as something synonymous. You know, there's a thing called appreciation. Okay, and appreciation is an interesting word because it has two senses to it. One of them corresponds to gratitude. If you appreciate something, then you, you know, you're grateful, you know, your appreciation. And a lot of people mm-hmm. use them interchangeably. But I always say, well, if there's two words, there has to be a difference. You know, one word is meaning something and another word can overlap with that, but it's meaning something else. So in regard to appreciation, there's an emotional sense of appreciation. You know, I really appreciate what you've done for me. I really appreciate that. And in that sense, it sort of corresponds to gratitude. Uh But the other meaning of the word appreciation is to increase the value of. Okay, so that's used in economics. So you talk about property appreciating. You talk about stocks appreciating. You talk about the price of gold appreciating. And that is it's increasing in value. Uh And my sense is that what I'm trying to put an emphasis on here, that appreciation makes you grateful. If I had to choose one, which is the one that comes first, I would say it's a general sense of appreciation. And the reason I say that is that you don't have to do anything for me to appreciate you. I can just choose. You know, that's Shannon Waller, you know. I appreciate so much about her. You know, I appreciate, you know, how enthusiastic she is. I appreciate, you know, just how quick and smart she is. I appreciate what a helpful person, a useful person is. And that can happen from a distance where we don't even have a relationship. But I just appreciate you, you know. And it's not because you've done something for me that I'm appreciating you. I'm just looking at you as an independent soul out in the universe. And I'm just saying, I really like that person. I mean, there are like public performers and stars who I don't have any particular uh, need to ever meet them. You know, I don't know if we'd have anything to say if we did meet. 
But from a distance, I said, I really appreciate this. I really appreciate this person. I appreciate the way they go about things. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing in my own mind is I'm increasing the value of this type of behavior, this type of approach. And the other person doesn't have to do anything for me. I just really, really appreciate it, you know. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, Dan. Well, I'll give you an example. It's generally bad news as far as the news media. Like, it's just nonstop bad news. And what it tells me is that they're not actually appreciating any good things that are happening. Right. uh, And I suspect that they're not being dishonest about it. I suspect that if you're in the news media at this particular time in history, it's negative, 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 negative. It's criticism, it's complaining. So my feeling is that the news media people themselves have chosen to feel bad. Mm. And that feeling bad and finding bad is crucial to their success as a member of the news media. I get a feeling it must be very depressing. Maybe social distancing's actually been good for these people because if they were all in the same room together, it would probably not be healthy for any of them psychologically, emotionally, probably not physically. It wouldn't be good for them. So uh, I've said this before on some of the podcasts that we're doing, Shannon, that I stopped watching television. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost two years. It'll be two years in a couple of months. The reason is... They're not giving me news. They're giving me negativity. Mm. So it's not a gift. It's not a good gift. So I don't appreciate them. (laughs) And by cutting them off, I've said that what they're doing has no value to me. So therefore, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow, you know, their headlines and their complaints and their criticism. I'm just not not going to allow that into my space. Mm -hmm. Because I can choose it. Can I choose it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think having those boundaries is very astute as opposed to just letting things unfiltered come into you, as you talked about last time in our last podcast. You want to create your own opinions based on the information, mm-hmm. not have them fed to you. I mean, I've never been a journalist, never trained that way, but that whole old saying, which seems to hold true, if it bleeds, it leads. Yes. And so they're trained to look for the negative and for the drama and for the negativity and the despair and that's what gets publicized and yet as we're about to talk about there's so much to be grateful for right now and it is a choice but their training I think is not actually serving them at this point in time yeah I mean one of the things that I've just been very impressed with is just how kind of cooperative people have been during this period of time and you know to the extent they can they help out and they're useful and everything else so you know I said I bet the vast majority of people during this situation have been really good about the way they went about their interactions with other people. And uh, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. I appreciate humans, you know, I think in dire situations in scary situations, humans come through. Mm -hmm. I I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I may have mentioned this before, but I know some people have been wanting to counter the negativity. John Krasinski has a show probably on YouTube, but I've seen it on Facebook where it's called Some Good News, SGN. (laughs) And he highlights just fun, good things. And it's so playful. And he's doing really, really well with it just to counteract the the negativity. So there's a massive appetite for that, that the regular news media is not addressing. Anyway, this is not about them. All right, Dan, the second point you make here is that gratitude eliminates negativity. Mm -hmm. And this is such a profound point. So let's talk about this for a moment. 
Well, I think that our brains, the emotional component of our brains, however that works, I think that when you have a mindset of gratitude, you know, let's just say in a given situation, you have a, a mindset of gratitude. I think it makes it incapable for you to have any negative thought. I think uh-huh. that it's mutually exclusive. I think gratitude, right. you know, you're feeling grateful for things, but it starts with a level of appreciation. Sure. And if you're appreciating something or you're feeling grateful about something, I think it automatically means that you cannot at that same moment have a negative opinion. Uh-huh. Now, here's the thing, that might be momentary, maybe it's just in this situation and you go back and forth between positive and negative, but if you continually reinforce the positive, the feeling grateful in a situation, looking for the thing to be grateful for, seeking uh-huh. it out, choosing to be grateful, choosing to be appreciative, then it becomes a permanent condition. It's just not possible for negative thoughts to set up house you know they're they can't come in and make themselves at home you've you've made it almost impossible for negativity to get inside your thinking and i strive for that i strive for that and every time i'm being negative i said well that's really interesting why am i being negative here i said you know i'm going to get to the bottom of this i'm going to get to the bottom i just spotted a negative thought a negative emotion and i'm going to get to the bottom of that and then when I get to the bottom of it, I said, well, it's because of, you know, I key it to certain experiences. And then I ask myself, well, how does this help you? And I diffuse it and the negative thought goes away. And then I say, well, let's replace it with a positive thought. You know, what do you appreciate about this? What I find as I do that, my creativity goes up. You know, my creativity, my uh-huh. ability to put things together in new ways goes up. My collaboration with other people goes uh-huh. up. So there's some incredible payoffs for approaching things, and people can just pick up on this. That's fascinating, Dan. The number of byproducts that happen when you are positive and you are focused on gratitude, that's a really great point because. Oftentimes, well, this happens to me at least. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I hope I'm not the only one. Where I'll be like grumpy about something and I'm kind of mad that people aren't collaborative or aren't creative with me. It's like, but I'm not someone anyone would want to be creative with in that moment, which is a good reminder. So that's a really cool point. So when you start with appreciation and gratitude or get to the root of the negative thought, whatever that was or feeling, then it just makes you open for all of the kind of positive Mm -hmm. results that you actually are looking for. Mm -hmm. But you just have to put yourself in the right place for that creativity and cooperation to be able to happen. Cool. Yeah, and I just want to say that this is my particular choice mm-hmm. to be this way. You know, I've chosen to be this way. There's always the discussion I've had with people I've known. I've known some people for 50 years, and they said, well, you, you refuse to see the negative side, and so you don't know all the bad that's going out there. And I said, that's a true statement. I do choose that. I do choose that. And they said, well, you know, there's some terrible things happening in the world. And I said, I'm sure that's true but I don't choose to participate with them, you know? And they said, well, you know, I mean, and they want me to feel that somehow I have a duty that overrides Mm -hmm. my choice. There's no duty. I checked the shipping papers, you know, when I arrived here, and I checked the 
fine print. I went through page after page after page, and I couldn't find anywhere that I'm actually responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I land here. I mean, it wasn't. I don't remember making a choice to actually be here, but I'm here, and somehow I'm, I've got all sorts of responsibilities, and I've got all sorts of duties simply because I'm here. And I said, can't find where it says that. Can't find <laughs> it says that. So I said, as far as I'm concerned, I can make it all up just the way I want to make it up. It's really funny. <laughs> you know, it's really funny because it makes them mad and it makes them angry. And I think what I'm doing is... I'm not going along with whatever they want me to be. But I think the other thing is that I could be landing a thought in their brain says, the way you are, you've chosen to be that way too. And that removes all the things that they're blaming the way they are on. And so my sense is this thing of just automatically choosing to be 100% responsible. That's ultimately, I think, every human being, you either believe that or you don't believe it. But if you believe it, then what can happen is that you'll become more and more responsible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's actually a reward. You actually get to become a more responsible person by the choice to be responsible. Which also means able to respond. Yeah creatively, cooperatively, all of those things. And it's interesting, Dan, this is a fun philosophical conversation. In my experience with you, and you've had a ton of setbacks. I mean, you listed a whole bunch of them. And you take them as kind of information. And I'm going to say neutral, but you don't go negative. So there isn't this immediate judgment on something like, oh, well, that's interesting. Like most recently was like, oh, well, I thought I was going to be coaching live in-person workshops and next week I'm not. (laughs) You know, you took that as information, but not as negative. And I think there's a really important distinction there. Like, okay, what am I going to do with that information? I'm going to figure out what I do have. And that I think is really the secret to pivoting, which is the big, Mm -hmm. big verb happening right now. And during our COVID-19 scary times is how do you respond creatively, which is to pivot. And because you've taken it that way is not inherently negative. You're able to have a very different response than most people. And it's that not willing to automatically default to the negative that I see has been part of the power of you creating that positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, really neat. Yeah, and I'm looking back, you know, we had a big one in 2008 and 2009, Mm -hmm. and I'm a lot more skillful at this than I was then, and then we had the 9-11 incident in New York, and that's where the original Mm -hmm. set of 10 strategies came out of that experience, but what those strategies say, I'm a lot better at doing what those strategies say now than was true 18 or 19. So there's been a real improvement in my in, Your in scary my times, to be responsible. Yeah. yeah, I've got a scary times muscle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love that. Dan, the third point here, and you talked about this a little bit already, is being brain positive. You notice that as you consciously and specifically increase the value of your experiences, that you attract other people who are also positively appreciate what you appreciate. Okay. So to me, this is part of that making it a habit And we do the positive focus at Strategic Coach. We've got a lot of exercises that really focus on where are you making progress versus where you're not. And eventually you start to collect these people around you who are very attracted to that way of thinking because it gets more done, to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest. And that more and more people show up because that's a very proactive way to operate. 
Well, the other thing is I'm looking for other brains. I mean, our brain, mm -hmm. you know, on its own is limited because it's limited uh -huh. to our experience and the learning that's come from our experience. So one of the ways I've counteracted aging is that my brain is getting better. And what I mean by that is my positive brain has an increasing capability of attracting and interacting with other positive brains. So that mm -hmm. makes my brain much more powerful. You know, at the age I am now, let's say 10 years ago, my brain is much more positive and my mm -hmm. ability to very quickly attract and interact and create with other brains, collaborate with other brains is much greater. And so that's what I'm looking for. I mean, in order to find other positive brains, I got to start with making my own positive. So, you know, I don't know where they are. I don't know when they're going to show up. And I notice that things happen real fast now, like projects happen real fast because I've kind of predetermined who I want to work with and, mm -hmm. you know, and what kind of projects I want to work on. And I think it's this taking 100% responsibility for the emotional, psychological positiveness of my brain that has allowed me to be far more effective and successful in the world. You were talking about neuroscience earlier. You know, when our brains are calm in that kind of positive state, we are much more creative, much more able to respond versus in a fear state, which is a survival kind of scarcity or we're being threatened somehow, the amount of creativity we have dramatically decreases. And that's scientifically measured, which is really interesting. So this is a very strategic way of operating, which is one of my things that I really appreciate, is if you want to get more done, this is actually the way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not just a nice to have. It's not just positive. It's not just a nice to have. It really is the way to get much, much bigger results and to connect with people who are much more expansive in their thinking and much more abundance-minded is to take full responsibility and then, again, come from this much more positive and grateful way of looking mm -hmm. at things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Dan, our next point here is expanding the gratitude zone, which I love calling it that. What does that mean for you? Well, just following through from what I said before, you attract one person and there's an increase in capability, you get 10, now you're really rolling, you get 100, you get 1,000. So when you're adding more positive people with you at the center, sending out positive messages, in this case, gratitude and appreciation, mm -hmm. that creates a zone that becomes very powerful on the planet that actually influences economics, it influences mm. politics, it influences general health, you know, in an interesting way, one of the outcomes of the current scary times is that I think the general level of appreciation and gratitude has gone up. Yep. Okay, it's actually gone up. I don't know why I say that, and I don't have any actual proof of it, but it'll be interesting to see what the crime statistics are during this period of time. Are suicides just as high as they were before? You know, it'll be interesting to see some statistical information after they get some distance to actually mm -hmm. see the scary times. Was there more or less annoying criminal behavior during this period of time, or was there less? You know, I have an intuitive sense that it's kind of gone up, not the criminal activity, but the positive cooperation mm -hmm. and the 
gratitude and the appreciation has actually gone up. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I do know that in war zones, humans tend to, you know, if they're not actually involved in killing or being killed, but they're just being affected by the, uh-huh. the damage of war and everything else, that in certain situations, their behavior actually increases. They're more helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's really been kind of interesting and enlightening is that right now what I'm hearing an expression of gratitude for is for things that people used to take completely for granted. And so it's the truck drivers, as you like talked about. Like everything they could control. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're appreciating what they can control. Well, they're appreciating that. They're also appreciating the people that pick up the garbage and people who keep our spaces clean and healthcare workers that go into work and risking themselves every day. And, and shopkeepers. I'm so appreciative for people who keep running the grocery store and the drugstore. Mm-hmm. So things that we used to really take for granted and not think was that important, all of a sudden in a crisis, you find out that's who's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And, you know, we talked also about just really appreciating the weather or spring, you know, when this is happening and things that we were too busy for before, all of a sudden I can be really grateful for that. You know, I'm someone who's usually grateful for travel. Mm-hmm. that's not an option right now. So now I'm learning how to be grateful for, I mean, I'm grateful for technology. I'm grateful for being home. I'm grateful for my family, for you. You know, there's a lot of things that we have to be grateful for, but they might be different than what they were six, eight weeks ago, which I think is what's really kind of been insightful for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed it because I was at home and I have quite a big view of nature, Yeah, you know, Wildlife, actually, squirrels and all sorts. And I have to tell you, I haven't gotten to the point where I appreciate raccoons yet. You know, I I think that I'm going to have to be a more enlightened person to actually appreciate and be grateful for raccoons. They haven't quite made it up there yet. And I don't think they've become any more grateful either. I don't think the raccoons, there's no gib. There you go. (laughs) Might be a hard line there, Dan. So, Dan, we've talked about the power of appreciation, that gratitude eliminates negativity, being brain positive, which is such a great expression, and expanding the gratitude zone. And lastly, greater creative contribution, which I think is such a powerful why. Why someone might want to consider this mindset is you can both feel and measure how this growing community of appreciative individuals is creating and contributing to everything they encounter, making life more positive. And I would say for everyone. Yeah. 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 It can only start on an individual choice basis, but people who have chosen can get together. And I think there is a real multiplier to it. I think that 10 people who are appreciative have the power of more than 10 people. I think they could be 100 people. You know, there's Mm -hmm. very definitely a, a momentum. There's a momentum. There's a real force behind positive. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it can happen negatively gets pointed out all the time, but what's not so reported on is just how the collective, you know, mm-hmm. they're all individuals who've made the choice that they're going to be responsible for themselves, actually create better together and they contribute more together than the opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, if I think about 10 people who have a negative mindset, getting together, what are they going to create? Well, probably a longer list of complaints. 
And mm-hmm. if I choose to complain, that would be me. And there will be no improvement. No, but people who are positive or grateful, let's talk about you know, expressing gratitude, they're going to be grateful. Then they're going to actually want to make things even more positive, which is where I think the transformative aspect of this comes in. It's like, oh, this isn't working right now, not from a negative standpoint, but oh, this could be better. So what can we do? What resources? What capability? Who do we know? What do we have available to us? You know, how can we make things more positive? So there's an interesting energy that goes with it that's like, okay, this is a really interesting point. It's not that it's just la-la land, you know, pretending everything is good. This is actually looking at what really truly is available and what we can be appreciative of. And then looking how can we use that to make things even better? And mm-hmm. that's the in-motion momentum part of it rather than just staying stuck. So it's an interesting perspective comparing positive and negative mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've ended kind of big here, you know, with scary times, success. Uh But again, it doesn't start unless an individual chooses to take 100% responsibility, you know, for their responses. You know, I'm going to hold myself 100% responsible for how I respond Uh to scary times events. Uh But that grows into something much bigger than just yourself. So the starting point is to take responsibility for your own responses to the situation. Yeah, it's a bit and like the airlines. You know, you're, if the oxygen mask come down, first thing is put it on yourself, then to the person mm-hmm. who you may be responsible for you know, right. and everything like that. And I think that everything starts with the individual. Well, and I think building that own personal capability, Dan, is so incredibly important, especially when we have so many inputs. You know, it used to be just television. Now it's television and all the social media and your phone, which you have on you 24-7. Maybe Zoom. Not you. <laughs> and Zoom. So there's a lot of input. And depending on what channel or frequency you're turned to, you could be deluged with either one. So it's really critical that you make that choice for yourself because that's going to provide that immunity to negativity if that's what you so choose. And then you can start to bring people into that and then together create some more great creative collaborative solutions to some of the other things that you'd like to make better. <laughs> Let me put it that way. It's so critical to start with yourself and then the power of it is it's kind of positively contagious, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. which is a great impact. And I certainly know where I would rather hang out. Even if I flip to the negative zone for a little while, it's not fun to stay there. And I'm so grateful when someone, you, a different mindset, or if I myself go, oh, hang on a second, this is not, I don't want to choose this, and I make a different choice, then that's a very empowering place to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great conversation, Dan. Thank you. So just to wrap up, this is about forget about your complaints and to focus on your gratitude and just, to my mind, see the abundance that comes from that both personally and as a collective. So very interesting, Dan. Thank you so much. This has been a phenomenal series. I know it certainly benefited me and people listening to help them really focus on what they do have and what to be grateful for rather than everything else. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. 